Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable wishing you a happy and blessed and prosperous new year as your soul prospers. And we want to help your soul prosper right now as we get into God's Word today right here on WMAF. This is the Let's Talk About Jesus broadcast. If you are a return listener, we welcome you. If you're listening by computer, we welcome you. If you're listening right there in Madison, of course, you are always welcome. And if you're listening because you have come to our website and downloaded this teaching, we welcome you today. Amen. We're talking about something that I believe we need to really, really get down in our spirit and get an understanding with our mind. We're talking about the the, the true riches that uh, is uh, that we are brought to understand through the Word of God, to take, take the material and the spiritual and separate them and segregate them to where we understand uh, the difference between the eternal and the temporal and the physical and the spiritual today. And I just want you to know if you're a Christian today, uh, you are rich. And I pray that you will understand and appreciate that. And you won't equate it with your bank account or the car you drive. You'll equate it with what you have right here, right now, this very moment because you have Jesus Christ as your Savior. And if you're not a Christian today, would you please stay tuned today as we get into God's Word. We want you to be our very special guest today. Praise the Lord. Amen. As we get into this brand new year, uh, we want to uh, uh, just let you know how much we appreciate you for being part of the listening family of WMAF and of this broadcast and other fine ministers and ministries uh, right here on WMAF. There are other ministries uh, that have churches right there in the Madison area. So if you're not in church on Sunday, uh, get up. Get in a good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, God-worshiping church. <laughs> Amen. Where Jesus is being exalted. And I, I know the Lord will bless you for it. Praise God. Amen. And I know those pastors would be so happy to give you a warm welcome. Those people, uh, I know our people, if someone comes new and, and enjoys the service, they, it just makes them happy. Praise God. So we encourage you to go to a local church wherever you are and and interact with other Christians and, and get under a pastoral covering and get the Word of God down inside of you. We're here to just just uh, help others in that great process of maturing God's people for the work of the ministry. Praise God. Well, if you have your Bibles today, our subject is true riches. The Lord's blessing, make no mistake about it, God wants to bless you. I want to read from Luke once again, chapter 16 and verse 11. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit unto you true riches? Who will commit unto you, your trust rather, true riches? How can God trust us with the true riches if we're not even being faithful as Christians with that that he calls unrighteous mammon? Now, I want to make this very clear. The Bible said that you can't serve God and mammon, speaking of material wealth and all that it can achieve and all that it can 
procure for you. You can't serve two masters. He used the word mammon, not just for money or gold or silver, but for uh, all that it does. Some people feel like if they are not uh, uh, powerful in this area and influential in this area, they don't have any value. Uh, they're, They're looking at everything by the world's value system. The Bible nowhere says that money in and of itself is the root of all evil. The Bible does declare, however, that the love of money is the root of all evil. You see, the reason you can't serve God and mammon is because you can't, You, he said you will love one, you'll hate the other, or you'll hate one and you will love the other. You can't simultaneously have a love for God and the love for someone or something else. And self-love is what is in competition with our love for the Lord. Make no mistake about it. The great sin that begins to cause this great perilous time that would mark the end times would be self-love. The Bible said, now the Spirit uh, speaks expressly in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith. It says in the latter times, perilous times, in the last days, perilous times, dangerous, difficult, uh, outrageous times will come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, lovers of their own selves. You see, it's not money, friend. It's the love of money that is the root of all evil because it is based on that old wicked root that brings all these evil branches. Men shall be lovers of their own selves and out of that trunk of that gnarled old wicked tree, they will be proud blasphemers, they will be incontinent, they will be unholy, they will be disobedient to parents, they will be truce breakers, it goes on and on but it all begins with self-love and if we are not in a situation spiritually to where we understand that following Jesus begins with denying ourselves. doesn't mean doing without. It means recognizing and receiving true riches. It means not trying to fill that big hole inside that only God can fill with things or with prestige or with sins of the flesh. It means letting Jesus become the true Lord of our life and recognizing that in Christ are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge and all the blessings of of the Spirit, praise God, and heaven when we die on top of all of that. Friend of mine, it is vitally important today that we discuss, discern, and discover what the Bible calls true riches, because it's very, very clear that a lot of people, even Christians today, do not understand, appreciate, or appropriate the things of the Spirit that are eternal, but are still, even though saved, are looking for fulfillment in the things of the flesh and the things of this world. And they're embracing a message that promises to give them those very things. But the message of the gospel is very clear. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness. It is peace 
and its joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And when God fills you with Himself, and we find contentment with such things as we have, we have become truly rich. Listen to me carefully. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Or I'm just going to go ahead and interpret that true riches. If you don't have peace today, you can live in a mansion. But you can't find happiness living in that mansion. You can't find happiness living in that mansion. You can drive a luxury automobile and still be unhappy. You can have a beautiful wife that looks like a beauty queen. But if you are not happy on the inside, if you don't have God's peace reigning, if you haven't found in Jesus Christ living water and the bread of life, you will not find fulfillment. Not too long ago, before Michael Jackson passed away, on CNN, someone close to Michael Jackson asked him, Michael, are you happy? He replied, like most of us, yes, but I'm not satisfied. You see, that's very, very misleading and deceiving. Happy, according to Webster, a very, very uh, uh, short version of what it means is enjoying or characterized by well-being and contentment. Friend, I suggest to you today, if you have achieved many things in this world according to the material blessings and many goods and and, uh, many accomplishments, and you are not satisfied, you cannot possibly find happiness. You can't be truly happy and not be satisfied. The blessing of the Lord makes one truly rich because it brings peace and contentment. So the Bible said to be content as believers, as Christians. If you have food and raiment, if God has provided what we need and must have to live, and we have Jesus Christ, we should find happiness. Hallelujah. Let me remind you too about happiness today. That if happiness is based on happenings, everything just happening just the way we want and everything being so smooth and everything we touch turning to, if we think we can somehow through God's blessing have the Midas touch and everything turn to gold. Listen to me very carefully. If happiness is based on happenings, Living in this fallen world in a faulty body, you will never find it in this world. In fact, Jesus said, In this world, this fallen world as it is, you shall have tribulation. The word means in the Greek, anguish and pressure. And I believe everyone that has lived any amount of time in this fallen world can amen that great truth in this world. You shall have tribulation. If you're looking for fulfillment in it, if you're looking for happiness in it, if you're looking for anything it has to offer to bring you to that place of contentment, you will never find it. You will find continual pressure. You will find anguish. One of the very, very rich men of this world was asked, who had so much money, uh, that money most of us would never dream of having. And couldn't comprehend that kind of wealth. He was asked by someone the very poignant question. What 
would it take, having so much acquired and achieved in your life, what would it take to make you happy? And he answered honestly, more money. Why was he dissatisfied? Why was enough never enough? I like the way Billy Graham put it, who quoted someone else. But his quote was probably the most remembered because of his notoriety. He said, there is a God-shaped hole within the heart of every man, woman, boy, and girl. And only God can fill that great chasm, that great space with himself. Praise God. And when he does... Regardless of our immediate circumstance, having food and raiment, therefore we are to be content. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That God would have Aaron and his sons bless the children of Israel with the benediction that we studied last week indicates that God really wants to bless and provide for his covenant people. Praise the Lord. So we're going back again to Luke 16 and verse 11. If we don't understand the difference and make that differential between the true riches of God's kingdom and the spiritual blessings that we have in Christ, peace that passes all understanding, joy, uh, the joy of knowing God and knowing when you're, where you're going when you, when you draw your last breath. There's nothing in this world that should be able to compete with that and not because nothing in this world can compare with that praise god i love proverbs 10:22 because i believe that it describes uh, what true riches really represent and where they really begin it says the blessing of the lord it Not the result of the blessing, the stuff, but the blessing, the favor of God, the blessing of the Lord, it, the blessing, it maketh rich. Not, oh friend, so many people see rich, they see mansions, they don't see a reconciled relationship with God to where we can actually have fellowship with Him and call Him in reality. Hallelujah, our Father which is in heaven. And know that He cares for us and He hears us when we pray and He shields us from the blast. He protects us and He provides us the blessing of the Lord, God's favor, God's help, God's protection, God's provision, God's deliverance. Not only in national Israel, but in our personal lives as believers. It distinguishes God as the true and living God. And it distinguishes us as His covenant people, His children, the sheep of His pasture, the people of His hand. Hallelujah. God's blessing. God's favor, God's help, protection, provision, deliverance. It distinguishes Him as the true and the living God. The Bible literally says, Who has a God like our God? A God so nigh us in all that we call upon Him for. 
Hallelujah. Let's distinguish that today. I want, since God wants to bless us to distinguish Himself as the true and living God, and God wants that blessing upon us to distinguish us as His people, I want to read it from the book of Psalms. 115. Psalm 115. Listen to it carefully. You're going to hear the difference in the gods who are no gods and how God distinguishes Himself by helping, by healing, by, by providing for and protecting His covenant people. That's why the enemy always wanted to get them turned wrong with God because he knew the testimony. Hallelujah. He knew the glory God would get, and he knew the testimony there would be when God was able to keep every covenant promise to his children. Praise God. Listen to this carefully today. Psalm 115, with that in mind, it says, Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he pleased. Their idols are silver and gold. Here it is. The work of men's hands. They have mouths. They speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. They have noses, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Praise God. He, God, is their help. And their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord, in verse 12, says, has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. Remember the scripture, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing of the Lord. <laughs> it maketh rich. And if it's making us rich because of our relationship to him and with him and getting favor from him through that reconciled relationship. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's going to bring glory to his name when he answers prayer, when his deliverance comes, when the nations around us have to recognize us as his children, his covenant people. See, we still have a high priest pronouncing blessings. The priesthood did not end with Aaron. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is called our great high priest who ever lives to make intercession for us. Hallelujah. A high priest that is passed into the heavens. Glory be to God. Amen. Who is ever interceding for us. That God's blessing through the reconciled relationship that we have with Him through the blood of the 
cross of Jesus Christ and His broken body and His His torn body on that cross has reconciled us unto God. And God calls us His very sons and His very daughters. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, listen to this, that Jesus became poor and impoverished. When He took our sin, He died as if He had committed the sins, when in fact He never sinned in His entire life here upon this earth as He took on flesh. He, he never sinned, but He became poor, spiritually impoverished. He became poor that we might become rich. When people see the word rich through a carnal eye, when they don't understand the true riches, how can anyone compare sins forgiven, a reconciled relationship with God? Amen. Hallelujah. A, a translation out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. How can anyone equate that with gold and silver and cement and glass and and structures that man can build. Listen to me carefully today. If you are saved today, you are a recipient of riches that are unspeakable, unfathomable. There is no way to adequately describe what you have when you have Jesus Christ as your Savior. But I want to remind you that you are blessed beyond measure than that blessing hallelujah maketh rich and there's no sorrow with it death can't cancel it in fact when we draw our last breath here that's when we receive the fullness of that blessing eternal life the eternal dawn will break upon us and we will never age and we will never die throughout all eternity and we will live in a place that he has prepared for us to live in a body that is immortal and in a city that is eternal. Praise God. And with a God who receives us and accepts us in His Son as His very own children. Ah, friend, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and He addeth no sorrow with it. Praise God. Amen. The Bible said in verse 14 of Psalm 115, the Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which has made heaven and earth. You are blessed of the Lord, which has made heaven and earth. You see, that favor, that blessing of His favor, His forgiveness and His favor makes you truly rich and you understand and appreciate that blessing this very day. Paul said of these true riches, he saw it and he said, what manner, what manner of love is this <laughs> that we might be called the sons of God? What kind of love is this that God would give His Son for us, that Christ would give His life for us. 
not just forgive us our sins and leave us the slave of Satan and leave us in this fallen world with only the hopes that this world can offer and under the fears that this world will surely grip us with, particularly as we understand our mortality and we age. Ah, friend of mine, I'm going to be 68 next month. And three score and three score and ten is given to man. Seventy is the median level for men and women to live if you're healthy. And by reason of strength, maybe ten more years for score. Friend of mine, life in this world is a very short journey. It passes very, very quickly. But eternal life with God in a new heaven and a new earth, hallelujah, in new bodies that will live forever. This is eternal stuff. Praise God. So the Bible said that you were not redeemed. This is that differential between what man looks at as rich and what truly makes us rich. Listen to it carefully. In First Peter, it says you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver, and gold after the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood. Ha! The precious blood of a lamb without spot and without blemish. Make no mistake about it. The blood that was shed for you on the cross represents a love for you that is beyond any earthly tongue's ability to tell. That God would love this old fallen world and us old sinners in it. That while we were yet in our sins, the Bible said, and here's those riches, I want you to see it today. Here's our true riches. God commended, the Scripture declares His love to us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were proud, arrogant, self confident, rude and crude, while we were sinning against God. God loved you, and God loved me enough to send His Son to die in our place so that we could be reconciled, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be saved from the wrath to come and the banishment and punishment that it brings with it. Eternal banishment, eternal punishment, banished from God's presence and punished for all time. Oh, friend, how rich we are when we receive Jesus Christ as our Savior and we are reconciled unto God. Hallelujah. What a, what a peace comes over us as we face this certainty of aging and dying. And knowing when we as Christians draw our last breath here, we're going to draw our next breath in His presence. And we're going to live forever, age without end. And death and the grave will never touch us. Hallelujah. Praise God. We'll move out of this old body for a little while. Amen. But we'll get a new body, a raised, resurrected one that's immortal and eternal. Praise God. Is that riches? Is that what we should be pursuing more than any endeavor upon this earth? 
Ah, friend of mine, I want this to be a year when we distinguish the true riches so that we don't burn up time and energy. Make no mistake about it. God understands your needs and He wants to meet them physically, materially, and financially. But He wants you to put His kingdom first. Let Him fill you with His peace, His joy, His love, His grace, His mercy. Praise God. Hallelujah. And He wants you to experience the true riches of what it means to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior. And if you do, He will take care of every other need of your life. Without a doubt, God will find a way. God will make a way. God will bless you going out. God will bless you coming in. But above all, God will bless you in your heart and in your life. And He will make you a blessing to others. Hallelujah. Friend of mine today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you may have achieved and accumulated wealth, and by the world's standard, you may be successful. But I can guarantee you by the Word of God, you will never be happy or fulfilled until God takes His rightful place as your Lord and your Savior in your heart. And one day, you and I and everyone on this planet, a day is coming, and we don't know when, but we will take our last breath and our souls and spirits will go somewhere to live forever. Make sure that heaven is your final destination. You can be sure today by repenting of your sin, accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Well, our time is gone. Would you come back next week? Let's talk about Jesus.